Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro. Welcome back to Explore the Space podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shapiro, and welcome back to another Med Lasso episode from Explore the Space podcast. Before we get to this episode, a thank you to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Creighton University believes in equipping physicians for success in the exam room, the operating room, and the boardroom. If you want to increase your business acumen, deepen your leadership knowledge, and earn your seat at the table, Creighton's healthcare executive education is for you. Specifically tailored to busy physicians, our hybrid programs blend the richness of on-campus residencies with the flexibility of online learning. Earn a Creighton University Executive MBA degree in 18 months or complete the non-degree Executive Fellowship in six months. Visit www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E to learn more. We have come to an important moment in Med Lasso. We are going to be covering Ted Lasso Season 1, Episode 10. It's the finale of Season 1. But because we covered Season 2 when we first started Med Lasso, this is actually our last episode recap on Med Lasso until we get new episodes, and we don't know when that's going to be. So this one, this was special. I really, really enjoyed this. Joined, as always, by my friend and colleague, Dr. Syed Tabatabai, and we are joined by the absolute perfect person to break down Ted Lasso Season 1, Episode 10 with us, Dr. Carrie Quill. She's an ICU doctor in Rochester, New York, and she absolutely nails this. I will say no more. There is also something very special that Syed and I kind of tease at the end of the episode. You'll listen all the way through. You'll have a chance to kind of digest it, and then we can talk about it on social media, where you can find all things Medlasso at hashtag Medlasso. You can find me at ETS Show, and you can find me on Instagram at Explore the Space Show. You can email me anytime, Mark at Explore the Space Show.com. Check out the website. The whole archive of Med Lasso is there. All of our episode recaps, all of our special episodes are there. www.explorethespaceshow.com. Like I said, we'll be doing more Med Lasso content. We've got some interesting special episodes coming up. We've got a little teaser at the end of this one for you to check out. And then, of course, whenever we get season three, we will be absolutely recapping each episode along with some fun stuff that we've got cooking for when we get new content from Ted Lasso. Until then, enjoy this one. Go back, and when you're re-watching Ted Lasso, make sure you check out the relevant Med Lasso episode. Keep sharing it with your friends and colleagues. Keep talking about it with your friends. This is just going to grow and get bigger and more fun. All that being said, time to get amongst it. Ted Lasso, Season 1, Episode 10 on Med Lasso. Let's get to it. Syed, we made it. It is Season 1, Episode 10. We're going to answer the question, does the hope kill you? Good to see you, pal. Good to see you too. We made it. We made it. There's no one more right for this than our guest. And this is cool. We haven't done this before. It's our ICU friend from the East Coast. It's the VO2 Avenger herself. An absolute badass. Dr. Carrie Quill is here. Carrie, welcome. Thanks so much. I'm so glad to be here. I will tell you guys. So normally we have a little prelude. We kind of come in and we have a little bit of runway. Not today. A week and a half ago, Carrie, who is our guide and aspirational target in our Peloton Med Tour world, said we're going to do this really difficult 
eight-week riding challenge. It's been really, really hard. Today started week two for us. I got off the bike. I got right on this call. Carrie, look at me. I'm a mess. This is this is all you. <laughs> I'm impressed. Um, I also did it this morning. I wasn't sure if I was going to see it for tomorrow. But I, I hopped right on and did it. And Dennis, Dennis and his timing was really something today. I was like, I don't think this is 12 minutes, Dennis. No, this is awful. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wreck. I have no water. This is going to be great. I'm ready. <laughs> Syed, how do I look, pal? You, you look like... Uh... Don't spare my feelings. <laughs> you look like you worked hard, Mark. You look like you worked hard. I did. I worked really hard. And actually, it's amazing how we never script this stuff, but that is the perfect segue. We're going to tackle the main question of Ted Lasso, season one, episode 10. I put it on Twitter this morning, and Carrie, you get to start. The title of the episode, It's the Hope That Kills You. If there isn't a better statement that we can turn into a question for physicians and healthcare professionals to be answering in the beginning of summer of 2022, I couldn't think of one. Carrie, does the hope kill you? Oh, man. I mean, I hope not because I'm in big trouble. Um, you, you know, uh, in the last two years, there have been moments where I felt like hope was really waning and I just felt like things seemed impossible. And even, you know, in particular in the last 10 days, right. It has really felt like hope was, was kind of a fool's errand. And then you start to see, you know, inspiration everywhere. You know, I saw you post this piece that you did in the paper on Twitter and you see, physicians standing up against gun violence and you see, um, you know, maybe a little light at the end of this pandemic tunnel and, and you see people walk out of the ICU. We had someone we discharged who was in our ICU for eight months and she walked out, you know, so I think that hope is everywhere, but you just have to keep your eyes on the prize. Syed, if it's not the hope that kills you, what do we need to have situational awareness for? What do we need to be on the lookout for that can derail us? I feel like you're asking that with a certain, <laughs> certain I'm not. But... <laughs> Dude, you know me. Like, yeah, no, no, no. This isn't scripted. I, I know, I know. Nine, I feel like ago, I, got, man. I got set up for something and I'm like, what? No, oh, no, um, no, no, no. no Those no, questions I, are still to come, believe yeah. me. <laughs> uh, I, I agree with Carrie in the sense that, you know, I don't think it's a hope that kills you. I, I think what really gets you is that hope that doesn't, you know, that falls through. Um, it's a hope with the negative follow up behind it. And I think what I think when you're really killed is when there's no hope. Um, I think that's where it really gets you. I think that's where things like, you know, being in the depths of the COVID pandemic or right in the aftermath of what just happened, uh, you know, in Uvalde, which isn't that far away from where I am. It's not mm-hmm. like, you know, that's when, you know, as Carrie said, when it's, it's really dark and, and there is no hope. I think that's really what what kills that essential part of you. But I think it's in our nature, in medicine and as human beings, to find hope and to hold on to it. And I think uh, hope actually gives you life. Carrie, you're an ICU doctor. You take care of the sickest, most unstable, most metabolically disordered, most physiologically disrupted people that, that you can get and still be alive. Where does hope fit into that equation? And is hope an active? So I guess my point is with all of that, like you have to be active. You are constantly proactive. Even when you're waiting, you are actively waiting. Did this work? What are we looking for? Let's observe. It's never passive. 
is hope an active process or is it a passive process? You know, I think that often as, as intensivists, we, we constantly steal ourselves against disappointment. So you'll hear this, oh, there's no way, there's no way this guy can make it, right? There's no way we can get him out of this. And I'll tell you that it turns out that the people we took care of during COVID, had, they all had single organ system failure. So these were really the, the healthiest people we've ever taken care of in the ICU. And they were incredibly sick, but they had one thing wrong with them. So, you know, what I really learned is that I have no idea who's going to live or die. You know, and, and I, the longer I do this job, the more clear I am that it is not up to me. And all I can do is show up every day and do my best. And then what happens is like, that's how the cards are going to fall. So, so I think there is like, I am a lot more hopeful and a lot more aware that I don't know than I used to be. But yeah, like, because as soon as you start getting to that mindset of like, cause you'll hear this, it like the more junior, the trainee, the more you'll be like, this isn't not, this is hopeless. Why are we even doing this? And, and I think it's really important because you start behaving differently when you start thinking that way, you know, and, and you go through the motions, but it's different. And so that's one of the things I really try to model for residents and fellows and, and really, you know, the whole team and we round as a, as a true team, you know, respiratory therapy, nursing, nutrition, you know, residents, fellows, med students, you know, all together, one patient at a time. Um, so that's a huge part of the modeling that we do is really like, you do it every time like it matters because it really does. Syed, here's a fun one following up on that. Does Coach Lasso buy into the idea of hope or does he buy into the idea of believe? I think, I think he buys into believe. And I think part of that is hope also. I, th- I, I, don't, I think intrinsic within the idea of believing and the idea of belief and, and believing in yourself and each other there's also this subtext of, of hope is kind of the, the thing that's buoying everything up and lifting everything up and that positive looking forward kind of thing. Well, belief has sort of a grittier component to it also is that you're going to do the work to get it done. So I, I think Lasso believes in hope, but he's not, um, he's not naive about what it takes to get there. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's what I think. Are they then synonyms? I, I don't think they're necessarily synonyms. I, I think a, a hope and a belief, you know, are, a belief has a more kind of, to me, grounded kind of, it, it's got more heft, more oomph to it. It's something that's, that's, uh, that influences your actions and your, and your, the way you live your life. Whereas uh, a hope can be something uh, that that's more kind of passive and tangential. And, and, you know, it's not necessarily central to who you are as a person, whereas a belief, I think more so is. I think the reason I love this episode so much, and I think it clicked why the show, it just sort of brought the puzzles, the last piece. I love the idea of belief and hope being synonymous and complementing each other. But when he said, I believe and believe, it wasn't just catchy for me. It was when I think about like you two, right? Syed rounding in the ICU and in the dialysis unit and Carrie in the unit. I don't hope that you're going to work hard. I I believe that you're going to because I know what you've done to get there. I have a lot more confidence when I'm believing in something. Hope for me now, and I'll reserve the right for this to change as my life evolves. Right now, hope feels passive. Belief feels active. And I like being in that place. I feel a lot more empowered. I, I feel pretty fucking formidable when I have belief in something. So when I look around at our community, 
and I see people after everything that everyone's already been through, still fired up, still mobilizing, still doing work, still answering a challenge from Carrie to ride their bike for 45 minutes. At a, that That is the stuff. That's the stuff I believe in, right? Like the coach says, I believe and believe. This will change with time, right? I'm, I'm very much in that raw, raw place right now and I'll own it. But that it feels good to me. It definitely feels good to me. Carrie, when you're working with your teammates, when you're challenging with our Peloton community, and then when you're just getting on the bike or doing your own things, how much does the work matter? I mean, I, th- I think the work is everything, right? Like it's, um, I, so I am a, I used to be very results oriented, you know, like it was only about the grade, the, the, the tangible thing that I could show you that I had done. And I have really, um, I, it is a conscious effort to really focus on the work. Um, and, and the work is, it's the consistency of the effort, right? So it's not just the showing up here and there, but it's, it's the day in and day out consistency and, and showing up um, on rounds as, as the same positive force every day, whether I'm feeling good or not. Because when you can, because this is the, the real truth is like, you can act your way into right thinking. Right. So if I act like a positive force, I become that again. And and so it, and it's it's work. Right. It, it's not, um, you know, people sort of talk about, this, oh, this is like it's a gift. Like you're no, Mm-mm. like it, it is not easy to show up the same way every day. And, and it doesn't mean that I am emotionless and I acknowledge what's going on in the world. If there's something big we need to sort of put out in the open, we do that. But, you know, um, you know, really being willing to do the work every day. And it's it's everywhere, right? It's like mowing the lawn and, you know, making dinner. I'm not, I don't cook, but like I do put food on the table for my children. And, you know, and, and then getting on the bike every day and, you know, just really committing to that. And I think that that, it says a lot more than, than your words, right? I'm going to make sure that our friend Mark Hurtling listens to this episode for sure. He will love what you just said, he will absolutely love it. That was, I was thinking of him the whole time. He's going to love it. Syed, do you have a believe sign in your house? No, I don't have the Ted Lasso believe sign in my house, but I do have a couple of quotes that I have up on the wall that for me serve as the same purpose. And, you know, just to piggyback off what Carrie said, the thing about work throughout your day um, where does Ted get the belief sign from, right? That he shows, uh, <laughs> that he shows the coaches is, uh, he gets it from his uh, bathroom window where he's trying to summon the energy to floss. So like, uh, yeah, that was beautifully said, Carrie. I totally agree with what you said. And it's a perfect segue. And I, I I'm, I'm just dialed in now. I just trust that this is always going to work. Our, our brick from the pyramid of success from coach Wooden's pyramid of success for, for this episode competitive greatness it's at the top of the pyramid perform at your best when your best is required your best is required each day carrie i don't want to be redundant i feel like what you just said could really capture this idea of competitive greatness as described on the pyramid of success but when i sent it to you what about a week ago i guess something Mm -hmm. like that and you read it what 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 hit what landed for you Oh, like, so I love this. I I am. So I'm a lifelong sports fan, like grew up watching basketball, football with my dad. Like, that's what we did. We finished homework as we turn on the TV and we watch sports. So somehow, though, I didn't until this show, I didn't know the pyramid. 
And, and like, I look at this, I was like, oh, this is like my life. This is my life. Like, this is it. This explains it all. This is like the chakras, but better, right? Like, it's like, there's actually like science and it makes sense. But like competitive greatness is like, you know, I, I love that it's actually like, it's, it transcends winning and losing. And that's really like what this whole episode is about, right? Um, because like in the last episode, I think it was the last one where Beard yells at Ted and says, it is about winning. Right. And then in this episode, you see like Ted completely flips and he's like, we can't, we're not going to tie. We're going to win. So he's like gone. He's done a total 180. Right. So he's gone straight to winning. We're not going to tie. And, and the, the meat of competitive greatness is that it's not about winning or losing at all. It's about this like constant reinvention, this constant showing up. And it's, it's the same thing. It's, it's the willingness to do the work. The willingness to show up no matter what the outcome, no matter what the outcome was last night, you show up the next day and then you show up again. And we have to do that every day in our job, right? Like you have a bad day, you get chewed out by a family member, you whatever, like, you know, you take a break, you go to the bathroom and you got to come back because there's people counting on you, you know? So like, that's really what I took. I, I love this competitive greatness. And, and you know, the, I guess the last thing I would say about it is like competitive greatness does not allow for perfectionism. You can't do it because I feel like Coach Beard in the gift when he throws. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> because you it, you have to be constantly curious, like curious and reinventing yourself, and not concerned about like not just not concerned about outcomes, but not concerned about what other people are saying. You have to be able to fail and get up again, and get up again. You know, so like, that's what I, I mean, I've kind of been like doing a lot of reading around that lately. So it was like, just like, for some reason to me, this is, that's exactly what this said is like competitive greatness is when you've transcended perfectionism, you've moved past. Saya, tell me we didn't pick the absolute perfect guest for this episode. <laughs> oh, like, Mark has been telling me this whole time, Carrie's going to be perfect. She's going to be perfect for this she episode. She's going to nail this. Yeah, now I'm, I'm totally seeing what you meant. <laughs> that was great. And here's the kicker, Syed. This is the first time Carrie and I have ever spoken to each other, let alone wow. never even met in person. Wow. But I, was just, I just knew it. I just knew it. Two things, Carrie, that I'm going to throw to Syed. The first one is you said we have to reinvent ourselves. And I think that that is as spot on a description of being a healthcare professional in 2022. We have to be clinicians. We have to be leaders. We have to be accountable to ourselves and others. We have to be advocates on a wide variety of fronts that are ever changing, ever evolving, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We have to reinvent ourselves. Syed, when are you going to write us? the Tabata by Twitter short story on reinvention because you will crush that. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Let me, let me start taking some notes right now. Okay. I, all right. I, think, I, I think I got a story. Yeah, there yeah. You go. This is all recorded. It's fine. <laughs> uh, it, it's true. It's, it's such a powerful um, concept and it's such a vital concept and it's really Ted Lasso as Carrie was talking about is a master of reinvention, right? Um, jumping sports, jumping countries, you know, having to uh, navigate all these emotional kind of situations he's going through, these life situations, his team situations. And even in this final episode, there's reinvention, reinvention happening constantly, even to the point where he's learning the outsides role on the fly. But we all were because I don't know if you guys watched the Champions League final. The whole world oh, yeah. was relearning the offsides rule on Benzema's not goal. Like, 
everyone's like, okay, wait, what? Uh, the ref was relearning the offsides rule in the biggest sporting event on the planet this year. So, I mean, we're all in that space together for sure. Everything yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So then here is the, you also mentioned, Carrie, bad days. And this is a note that I took down. This is the, what did you call it the last time, Syed? The, um, the Shapiro 100 proof question. For yeah. the episode. <laughs> here comes the Shapiro 100 proof question. Carrie, you get it first. After a bad day, and we're, we're channeling Roy Kent when it looks like he tears uh-huh. his ACL or whatever, uh-huh. and he's in uh-huh. the locker room and he's crying. Keely walks in and he's like, tells her to fuck off, basically. Uh-huh. After a bad day, are you able to let people that you love get close to you? Mm, I love this question. Um, I would say that I usually I need a little space first to process and to just... Because it, it can get, I mean, I can think of, there's a couple of things that come to mind right off the bat. Um, and and so when I'm feeling really raw, I kind of need to be left alone. Like I would have been like, I just, I, give me five minutes, you know, or, or six hours. <laughs> um, and then though, I, I have learned that I can't do it alone. I can't navigate it alone. I may need to feel the impact alone for a few minutes. But if I start thinking that I got this, you know, that, that I got this by myself, like I, that I'm in a bad place when I don't share those kind of hurts with other people. Syed, the hunter proof question to you. I think um, after a bad day, one of the things that helps me get, you know, feel better is getting back into the rhythms of interactions with people I know and love. So in a way, that's helpful. So I'll, I'll engage with people. But regarding my bad experience that made it a bad day, I, I'm, I'm right with Carrie. I, I got to process that on my own before I talk about it. But oftentimes, you know, the people you love can sense it. It's not like you're wearing a mask. They can tell in your interactions, like, oh, man, something's wrong. And I can't just spill it out and share it right away. And in fact, for me, writing is is my number one way of processing that is I write and it's like a conversation with myself. And that's, a, that's a way I sort of do it. But once I've, once I've processed things, uh, I agree. Sharing things helps. Definitely. Actually, Mark, you're one of the people I share things with quite a bit, actually. Yeah. His no, master, his, 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 he sometimes, I, I don't know how he gets these cosmic vibes. He'll just send me a text just <laughs> randomly. He'll be like, how you doing, bud? I'm like, oh my God, how did he know? You know he just has, he's like in tune with some cosmic energy. I don't know how he does it. I believe and believe, man. But it's, you know, the, the coach even says it, right? He says, like you guys were saying, when we're in this sad moment, part of it is we need some time. And I'm the same. I mean, I, my wife and I now know, like, I'll give her that situation where it's like, look, hon, I'm, I'm going to drive, take me a little longer to drive home. And actually, when we moved from San Diego, it was a big adjustment because my commute went from like 25 minutes down to less than five. Not less than five, but like five to ten. Um, so sometimes I was coming home. I'm like, wait, I'm I'm actually not ready. I needed that twenty minutes, and so we've we figured that out. Um, but there's definitely value in it, and I loved and I and I wrote it down word for word when the coach says, and like we can take this anytime we want. This is a sad moment right here. Mm-hmm. But lift your heads up and look around, because and he says, I'm, and I'm sort of paraphrasing. He says, I'm grateful that I'm going through this with all of you. And we're going to we're going to be sad, but we're going to be sad together. And I think that we can think about that in terms of our loved ones. But I also think one of the things about the community that we've all worked really hard to create, I would say, with 
the the people that we have come to know through social media being the tool. But I, I think at this point, three years into this exercise, there are there's a depth of relationship there that is not the same as it was three years ago. I would submit that a lot of people, myself included, will once the time is right, kind of pivot to that community too to be like, I'm ready for Med Twitter happy hour. Mm-hmm. You know, what's up? What's everyone up to? What's been going on? And that there's some solace there as well. Syed, what do you think about that? As someone who your use of Twitter goes up and down, um, I don't think you use it as much as I do because you're in the lab writing. Yeah, right now my my use of Twitter is at an, probably an all time low since I originally started tweeting because I just have so much stuff going on with my writing offline um, that I, I can't really engage. But I still go on, you know, I still go on there and look at what people are saying, and it still gives me solace to like dip my toe in from time to time and interact with people and know that that whole community is there. Um, and I still get pinged from time to time by people, you know, with comments and messages and stuff like that. So it's definitely become this incredible, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not, not resource or community or, you know, uh, healing blanket <laughs> of, of people that it's just, it makes me good knowing that they're there. Carrie, you are the, one of the leaders of the, the, the exercise community, right? We call it Peloton Med Twitter, but it's for people that work out. You've obviously exercised physical activity. Those sorts of things have been a part of your work for a long time. Is it different having an online community around it? Better, worse, the same? So, so I love it. So I, I mean, I've always been, so my sport growing up was running and, and I ran as a part of a team, you know, through high school and college and, you know, I ran on a team right after I graduated from college, but then it become a really solitary, you know, it's just what I did for my own, you know, and I was, I was on and off competing, but also just like, I mean, it's for a huge part of it's just for my own mental health. And, but I have, I have loved connecting with people around, you know, around the Peloton med Twitter. Like, I, I don't know, I, I'm not even sure if I can really describe it, but it's like, it's this thing that is actually like, can, can feel really selfish and self-indulgent. Um, now actually feels like kind of social and like it's a part of something, you know, that, that actually sometimes people look at, you know, if you're like, oh, hey, I'm doing this ride and, and then you can motivate people to do the same thing. Cause I know how much it can change my day. Right. Um, you know, to get on the bike and it can make me go from like, oh, just feeling like I got nothing to feeling like I'm ready to go. Um, and then, you know, Mark, I was thinking about on your birthday, like that, I mean, I, so we all got together. I don't know. It was maybe 12, 15 of us um, joined on like a noontime ride on Mark's birthday. And, and we all, it was live. So we all started at the same time or it was, maybe it wasn't live, but we all started the ride at the same time. And it was, I mean, I was by myself. I was going bonkers. I'm like hitting the screen, you know, high five, high five. And like, I'm tr- I started a little late. So I'm like trying to catch up with everybody. And like, I just was imagining these people who I've never even met, but I like, I have this like image in my head of all of us in our, you know, wherever the heck we were doing this thing together. And it was like so perfectly absurd and joyful. And I, it was silly. Like it felt really silly and, and like, but it also felt really important, you know? Um, and I just, I loved it. I absolutely it, loved it. Highly. It was so it was super fun, and you put as your hashtag, which we could all see, happy bir- hashtag happy birthday, Mark, which was I awesome. <laughs> but so 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 the VO two Avenger nickname, Carrie tells me she's not a pro, but I really have a hard time believing it because on the bike, um, I, I have a sense of what people are capable of, and Carrie is like 
5x beyond it and in that ride in particular she started like literally we spotted her 25 minutes and it was like we were standing still <laughs> you could see her coming and you could just feel her whoosh past and i was texting with mike to chow i was like dude you better hustle she's coming for you pal and he's strong and i was watching the it was so exciting we needed color commentary for it and Syed, i share all of this because once again i'm gonna put the plug in Whenever you're ready, brother, we've got we've got like a podium <laughs> place ready for you, and you'll love it. I, I just need a name. That's all I need. That's all I'm That's waiting. Right. For. Oh, <laughs> there's a song at the end. And actually, why don't we do this before we get to the song at the end? I think we should do the ultimate pivot. This is the important part of the show. Carrie's going to be up for it. Carrie, you ready to go in the locker room? Absolutely. All right. First question. We're consistent, even though I want to get to something. First question is your ruling on tea. Great hand warmer. <laughs> Syed, so I, I run cold. <laughs> I make a lot of tea. And then I usually drink it. I just hold it. <laughs> and I, I, I love it. I don't drink it. Syed needs a minute. He's Sorry, really buddy. Upset. I know. I don't know why. I, I felt I better. T- I better text you you check on him. Yeah. I thought I had Carrie in the squad. For some reason, the way she started that, I was so sure. It was, it's a hope that comes uh, to Oh, that is right? so, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, that was really funny. I'll text you just when we're done, said to make sure you're doing all right. There is a song that plays at the end of the episode. Carrie, did you catch what it was? Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's called Walk On. Um, right. It's, it's, from, um, it's from a musical. Um, and, and apparently it was like a bad song. And I think it's, um, the one Mumford sings it, right. Um, this version of it and it's great. I mean, like the lyrics are so perfect. Um, you'll never walk alone. You'll never walk alone. Right. Um, and it's like, it's, I mean, every time I watch, I mean, I've watched probably that last scene, you know, that starts with like the new, um, the new guy trying to give him a water bottle and he gives that funny fate, that little look to beard. That's kind of like. What are you doing? I mean, I could recite it. I, I've played it in talks. Um, I mean, it is the best television maybe ever. And just the, and the song so is perfect. Good. Perfect. Syed, do you know which professional soccer team has that as their team anthem? And it's not Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, I really don't know. It's Liverpool. Oh, I was going to guess Liverpool. No oh, way. And when Liverpool's fans, you got to Google it. When they sing it, when Anfield is singing, you'll never walk alone. If you're alive with a heartbeat, you will get chills. It is mm-hmm. unbelievable. And the interesting thing is the way they interpret the song and the show like you think it's easy to think that it's called walk on because the the Mumford guy emphasizes walk on. Right. When the crowd sings at Anfield with their scarves out, packed house, right? But the Premier League last game when they were going for the title, when they're singing and they're bellowing, you'll never walk alone. I mean, you feel like you are a part of the human race. It is it is awesome. I'll link it in the show notes so people can find yeah. it. But it's 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 again, everything with the show is so intentional. It's in keeping with this idea of like you're not by yourself. There are people out there for you. If you can go and look for them, you can be sad, but let's be sad together. And I just, when they, when they played it, I just loved it. This is the hard one. Um, no, wait, before we get to the hard one, this is the one that I sent you guys. Um, 
via DM. And this is where hope, belief, hard work, all are interconnected. And it kind of links with the show. And Carrie, you have a story for us. But I sent you guys the video of Bristol Rovers had to win their final game 7-0 in order to move up to the next level of English professional football. And they did it, which is it's a it's an absurd scoreline in professional soccer. And I sent you guys the video of the team doing it and the fans rushing the field and all of this. And it's 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 the belief that they could do it and you can see the team keeps driving and driving and i just love that but carrie you replied with i have a story that i'm going to share on the show so this is yours so when i was re-watching this i had the most incredible look with that final you know when rojas hits in they do that trick play right they call the lasso special like the ultimate nod to like we trust you like you're our guy right like it's huge they do this ridiculous play the hail mary and it's um And so, and Rojas kicks it in and then like, and it's like, you're like at the absolute apex of joy. And then Beard sees it first to coach. I am a Buffalo Bills fan. And and not for nothing. I know what's coming. I know what's coming. Oh my word. So Buffalo Bills, Kansas City, January, 2022. Divisional round. The most incredible game I've ever seen. Watch it with my dad, my son, and my husband. And it, and I grew up, you know, like four consecutive Super Bowl losses. You know, I mean, this is like, talk about the hope that kills you, right? Like, this is like Buffalo Bills. We know about hope. And it, I have, we, we were screaming, we were crying, and it was like all 30 seconds apart, right? And like, and the thing that's so incredible is, you know, I left that game emotionally spent. You were in the Never. stands? Oh, no, no, no. Oh. Left left watching that. And I have never loved the Buffalo Bills more oh. in a loss. Never loved it more. Never loved sports more. You know, and it's the exact same thing that happened. So it's like, it's life imitating art, right? Like this Bills game happened after that episode. But when I was watching, I was like, oh my God, this is the Bills game. This is it. If you're in a situation like that, Syed... Buffalo Bills, whatever your favorite team is, whatever moment of life is. Baltimore. I couldn't see. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Would you use the Ted Lasso talk in your own way? Would you use that talk to help right the ship? You know, it's funny. Kerry mentioned an NFL game. I was also thinking about an NFL game. For me, it was the Ravens um, in their 2012 Super Bowl run against the Denver Broncos, against Peyton Manning, where Flacco throws a mile-high miracle. And I distinctly remember that. You know, it's so funny because I, I, I can hardly remember anything else in that game because that play, that one play has blotted everything out in my mind. But before that happened, I was psychologically stealing myself with that kind of speech. I was looking around. My dad was sitting on the couch next to me. I had my buddies. I was like, it's been a great ride. I'm so glad we're all together. We're enjoying in my mind, I was like, there's no way, right? There's no way. <laughs> and the last thing before the play, my dad just lightly passed me in the back and he goes, Hey, there's still hope. And there was about, I think I forget how many seconds there were left in the game, but you know, we have 80 yards to go. Flacco drops back. Von Miller comes flying off the edge with his hair on fire. He's gonna sack him. Somehow Flacco sees it from the corner of his eye, steps up maybe a foot in the pocket. Von Miller's hand grazes his shoulder. He winds up. 
launches that rainbow down the field. And everything, I just remember everything stopping. I just remember it was like time just stopped. And I could see like grains of dust like hanging in the air. Everything was just stopped. I'm watching this ball and I'm like, why isn't it moving? It stopped. Because, you know, that trajectory on there. And then, of course, he catches it. It's a touchdown. But right before that play, that's what was going through my mind. Is I was like, because there's no way we're going to do this. But it was a great run. And, you know, I'm so glad we're all together. I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, so I have literally nothing to add to this conversation. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're just, they're the Dolphins. They're just horrendous. They're, they're going to be good. Terrible. They're going to be good this year. Sure. Right. <laughs> okay. Fine. Uh, I don't have hope in that. And I don't know that I'm confident that the team believes in that either. And that's part of the joy of being a sportsman. The last one that happened to me, though, was a, was two years ago when UCLA was in the final four against Gonzaga. And um, uh, we lost on a buzzer beater that was almost like a full court buzzer beater. And I wasn't sad because it took two all time plays to beat us by a team that is better than us. And we weren't even supposed to be there in the first place. And so I was sad, but like the sport that absolutely takes my knees out is UCLA basketball for sure. I I love everything else, but UCLA basketball is the one. And when it's good, it's good. And when it's bad, it's, uh, it's, it's paralyzing. (laughs) It's awful, (laughs) but that one was okay. And I'm not, you know, I'm not sure why, because maybe I'm just a little bit more, uh, able to manage my sports feelings, but we'll see. Carrie, since this was the finale of season one, and it's the finale, well, that's not really the right word. It's the last Med Lasso episode summary for a while. I think it's totally fair and reasonable to ask you for a season three prediction. So I, I like this question. Um so I, I agree. I think you've said on prior episodes, I think this is it. I think it's going to be three seasons. Okay. I think we see um, Roy is going to take over as the head coach and Ted has to go home. I think there's no way this ends without Ted going back to his family um, and specifically to his son. Um, I think it has to. So I'm, I'm kind of stealing myself for it a little bit, um, but I think it's gonna. I mean, I think it's going to be huge. I'm, I'm I'm really excited. So it's like the kind of thing where if you, I, I, this is not a situation where I'm going with like, I'm going to have low expectations. Like, no, like I, I believe, I, I hope, and I believe it's going to be absolutely spectacular. Does Ted go home alone? Ooh, I love that. I think he, you mean like, well, does he, okay. So does he go with beard or does he, does he go with a partner? I think beard stays. The beard stays, you go, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I have a wrinkle to throw into the mix. This literally just occurred to me. Wouldn't it be something if Ted goes home and takes Roy and Keeley with him? Ah, uh. I don't know if it would work. Maybe Roy's going to be like a head coach in the MLS or something like that. That's not my best prediction, and I'm not going to lean into it. But it's just fun to think about. Maybe Keeley says the next phase of her career is in the United States, and Roy says, "Cool, I'll come with you and do something with David Beckham and." Miami FC or something like that. Probably not. Probably not. I should edit this out. You guys are not into that prediction <laughs> at all. I'm going to clip the whole thing. <laughs> Syed, are you ready for a season three prediction? I think, um, you know, listening to Ted talk to Rebecca and when he's like, we're going to win the whole bleeping thing. 
I think um, they may do a time jump in this season. I, you know, I, I think dealing with the whole relegation league, I think they may time jump to where they're maybe in the last game of the relegation league, ready to be promoted up. And I think we're going to see the team come together almost like a juggernaut towards the end of this thing. And it's going to pay off in a big way. I just have a feeling they can't leave us with, no. oh, they barely just got promoted. Or, you know, the, I, I think we're going to see the lasso. I know it's so not about winning or losing. Three. Season three picks up and they're making their title run because we have season two, right? We know yeah. what happens in season because this will be after season two. Oh, no, no, sorry, sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're I was going to say. No, no, no. I got, I got messed right. up on the, on the time frame. You're right. So, yeah, they're making their title run. I think they do it. I think that Nate comes back. You know, again, I was focusing on Nate in this episode mm-hmm. a lot because, uh, you know, his first thing he does when his coach is he Damn nails. It, we got like, here. I was trying to keep you guys away from that, dude. I just did not want to talk about that guy anymore. <laughs> And then he no, calls her a shrew, right. and then he's like, I'm like, man, all the signs were there. I just never – I don't well, remember him hit, being he like hit that. The guy. Yeah. He yeah. hit the kid. He smacked him. Yeah. So He says to Rebecca, I, I don't, didn't think you'd know my name. I'm like, he hasn't come anywhere because that, that's what he says to Ted. So he has made no growth, even though we want it for him. He hasn't done, he, he hasn't changed. Yeah. He uh, – Yeah. Let's move on. That guy just I get so frustrated. He'll get better. Nick Muhammad is awesome because he knew what he was doing from the beginning and credit to him because he totally fooled all of us. Oh, yeah. But the character is as unlikable a character. And I think part of it is because I got like kind of tricked into it by his uh-huh. kind of like s- silly ineffectuality and realize actually this this is pretty mal- this dude is straight malice. Like there's bad, bad, badness here. Um, so I'm like frustrated with myself. We'll do a Nate deep dive, um, somewhere as we go forward, but you know, we're here and I was excited to have carry on, even though we had literally never spoken before, because I knew I just had a sense that she was just going to come in and crush season one, episode 10 and Carrie, you absolutely came in and crushed season one, episode 10. Thank you. Well, thank you. I'm really glad to be here. Thanks so much for having me, you guys. How do people find you if they want to ride with you, if they want to see what you're up to, if they want to see what what you're what you're what you're tweeting about or commenting on? How do people find you? Yeah, so on Twitter, I'm C Quill MD, and then on the Peloton, I'm Medicine underscore Woman. Uh, it's a nod to uh, Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. I'm, I'm Dr. Quill. That's awesome. I love it, Syed. We're gonna have to fill some time. We're going to have to fill some time. We've got a couple things in the hopper, but I have an idea. I'm going to pitch it to you. So I'm going to totally put you on the spot. I think we should have a pitch contest. I think we should let people pitch us an idea for a med lasso episode and the winner will come and we'll do a med lasso episode something. Cause we've got, we've got eight months. I'm going to bet I'm going to get six to six to eight months and we can't do like nothing for six to eight months. That, that, that doesn't fly. Got to give the people what they want. So I think Agreed. a pitch contest would be super fun. Agreed. And at some point we have to do one more live show at least. Oh yeah, for we sure. Gotta, Carrie, have us out to Rochester. We'll fly oh, out. Yeah. To, Good. We'll, we'll fly out it's to New summertime York. Summertime in Rochester is about 90 degrees right now. Like it is Lake country. It's, it's spectacular up here. Oh, that, that was easy. Yep. Well, this done. was a total blast. This was awesome. Carrie, thank you. Syed. We'll come back for more, but uh, what a blast. We did it. Season one, episode 10 is in the books. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Be well. Really nice to meet you, Carrie. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, you guys too. My thanks once again to Carrie for coming in, joining Syed and I on this 
Ted Lasso season one, episode 10 recap on Ned Lasso from Explore the Space podcast. Holy smoke. She absolutely crushed this. This was awesome. Thank you also to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Learn more about Creighton's executive MBA and executive fellowship programs at www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E. Thanks to all of you for listening. We are done with episode recaps for now. They are all in the archive at the Explore the Space website, www.explorethespaceshow.com. So as you're re-watching Ted Lasso episodes, definitely check out the correct Med Lasso recap. Have some fun with that. Keep sharing it with your friends, your colleagues, your family. Really helps us out. Check out hashtag Med Lasso on social media. And I'm at ETS Show on Twitter. And like we talked about, we are going to do a pitch contest. We want to have lots of great episodes between now and whenever season three of Ted Lasso drops. So if you have an idea for a fun Med Lasso episode, pitch it to us on Twitter. Put the hashtag Med Lasso on there. Tag me at ETS Show. Tag Syed at The Real Dr. T so we can be sure to see it and see what you got. Best pitch wins. That's it. You'll be on Med Lasso with us. We'll go in the locker room. We'll have an absolute blast. And we'll keep the momentum going, give the people what they want while we wait for new episodes. But we're not gonna we're not gonna deprive everybody. And, and most importantly, we're not gonna deprive Syed and I because we love this. We will be back soon with more great Explore the Space podcast episodes as well. So be sure to subscribe to Explore the Space Podcast wherever you like to download your shows. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show. And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com.